welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcasters. I'm Jack Brass. On this episode, I'm fortunate to have on Nick Gardula. Nick is a starting offensive guard for the South Carolina Game Talks and has been one of the best players at his position this season. Nick, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Want to start first season in the SEC? Just take me through. What's it been like, you know, playing up against teams like Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi State, some, you know, incredible atmospheres and, and opponents. Just take me through what's it been like your first year in, in the SEC? From playing in the FBS, uh, you know, to come here and, and play in the SEC. And our opening schedule has been, uh, you know, we played North Carolina uh, in Charlotte. Then we went and uh, and played in Athens, and and this past week we went and played at uh, at Neyland Stadium in uh, in Tennessee. So I've kind of got uh, uh, a quick experience of what it's like being uh, being on the road in the SEC. But I'll just say, week in and week out, um, the talent level uh, and the competition level is just so high. You understand why people talk about uh, the SEC being the toughest con- co- toughest conference uh in the country um because you really see it week in and week out as a grad transfer from yale what went into the decision to choose to play at south carolina you take me through that process yeah so some people don't know but in the ivy league uh you only get eight semesters to play uh, and use up your eligibility. So while you might still have NCAA eligibility, you don't have eligibility to play in the Ivy League, meaning you can't be a grad student uh, and play there. So I took a semester off um, during COVID. We didn't have uh, uh, an abbreviated season. We didn't play at all, actually. So I took a, a semester off um, and got an extra semester on the back end. So I played four seasons at Yale. And then uh, after exhausting my eligibility, I entered the portal. Um, which was kind of a, a whirlwind. I was I was not necessarily highly recruited uh, out of high school. I had a lot of Northeast uh, FCS offers. I had a MAC offer from uh, from the University of Buffalo, um, but not necessarily any uh, SEC or Big Ten schools. So I hopped in the portal, and um, and it was uh, you know two week whirlwind of coaches flying up and, and coming to see me, and um, ultimately I felt like I could succeed most. Uh, down here in South Carolina with the the coaching staff and and the strength staff uh, and the players we got down here. Having a a lot of success at Yale and and you guys have had an impressive offensive line the last few years, but when you entered the portal, did you realize, you know, coaches would be fine enough to see you? There'd be a a lot of of attention on you and and people wanting you? Not to the level uh, uh, that it was. And I think it was a little exaggerated because of in the, in the transfer portal, the O and D line, uh, as you probably know, are like the most sought after positions, you know, not many uh, offensive and defensive linemen enter uh, the portal that have playing experience and, and um, you know, an opportunity to come down and compete for a spot. So I, uh, I definitely was anticipating some interest, but um, the level to which it was, it was like a, uh, you know, I, I can I can believe it. And Nick, with the transition to South Carolina on the football field, those first few practices you were at, what were the biggest differences you noticed between you know Yale and the Ivy League to now the the SEC? 
consistency. Um, you know, all 11 players um, down here and, and uh, you know, obviously across the rest of the league can are playmakers, right? And, and so uh, it was the same at Yale to a degree. Um, but, you know, you obviously had holes in the, you know, holes in the defense of, of guys that maybe weren't ready to, to play or compete yet uh, there. And, and that's not really the case down here. It seems like all 11 positions are, are playmakers and, and you got to be ready to go at all times. And um, obviously there's a, there's an upgrade in, in strength and, uh, and talent. So I think overall it's just being prepared, um, being prepared to, to compete every rep. And Nick, you've played left tackle, guard, and, and center throughout your career, but specifically at Yale, played left tackle and center. Was the expectation you were going to play guard, or did you not know what spot you were going to play at South Carolina? I I didn't know. Um, my whole philosophy was I, I just wanted to come down um, and have an opportunity to play, right? And and so the uh, the best five guys, um, on the field, the, the combination of uh, the five of us has me at, at left guard, and you know I've uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, and I think as a as an offensive lineman, you know the versatility portion of things allows you to play fast. Um, you know because because you know everyone's job and and you know uh, how to do it at a fast and high level. When looking at your film, some games, particularly the Georgia game, was incredibly impressive. You know, I, I think you've made that transition really well to guard. But were, were there some difficulties in it? Um, you know, going from tackle then center to guard, or was it smooth across the board? I think there's always difficulties and challenges, and there's some some uh, uh, different things that you do at guard than. Uh, than you do at center or a tackle. And I, you know, I played center the last year at, at Yale. So I kind of didn't have that, uh, um, you know, tackle mindset coming down here. I was on the interior. So I would say, I would say guard is like center, except you don't have to snap the ball and you don't have to make any calls. So you just get to go out there and play fast, man. So uh, I, I think it's a very uh, free, but more physically demanding position, you know? At Yale this past season, you guys won the Ivy League unanimous first team all Ivy selection, team captain. Take me through you know, your your final season at Yale, just what that was like coming off of, you know, like the adversity, the injury, and then no COVID season 2020 and then 2021. So then have that kind of success. What was that like for you? I mean, it was it was amazing, man. We had uh we had such a good team. Um, and we dealt with so much adversity as a, as a unit. I, we had, a um, at the, when it was all said and done, our senior class, I think we had 24 guys and 12, of the 24 were out with, you know, long-term or season ending injuries. So it, it was a unique dynamic of how can we bring the young guys along to help contribute, uh, to winning games and, and, and becoming a more cohesive unit. And, and it really got tested. Like there were, uh, positions specifically at, at D line. And, and I remember, uh, um, at wide receiver where we were, uh, we were down some, some senior and, and junior players and we had young guys step up and, and compete. But, um, I'll give a little shout out to, to the O line there. 
Um, obviously the, the left tackle Karan Amagaji is getting a lot of, uh, a lot of hype at, uh, um, from scouts and whatnot. And he's playing at a really high level. We had a John Mendoza at right tackle who's six foot eight, 320 pounds. And he's also getting some, uh, he's also getting some big time attention. And, you know, we were able to run the ball. Um, I think we averaged somewhere around 240 yards a game. And so as an offensive lineman, I mean, you just, you just love it. We had a mobile quarterback. Um, and I, it, it was just a special season. We came out the first game, we lost the Holy cross, um, by three or four touchdowns. And it seemed like, uh, you know, y- your dreams are shattered game one. You're like, I don't know, maybe this team isn't what I thought it was. And to respond and battle back and win, um, you know, eight of the last nine, uh, and win an outright Ivy league championship. It was, it was something special. And at Yale, you mentioned playing with Karan and, and Jonathan, you know, two guys who will be in the NFL as well. What do you think allowed you guys as an offensive line to have so much success? I think the time spent um, with each other, we had, um, you know, we had a lot of experience. Uh, Karan at the, you know, at the time of last year, he had, you know, 10 plus starts under his belt. Jo- uh, Jonathan had, uh, 10 plus as well. And then our two interior, uh, guards also played a lot of football. And so we, we took a lot of reps together, um, and, and meshed really well as an O-line. That's sort of the secret, uh, you know, that's sort of the secret binder, right? You could have all the talent in the world, but if you're not fluid playing with each other, you could see a, a lot of struggles and whatnot. And we really, uh, didn't face that because c- how, how much chemistry we have being a captain in the center last season, how did you take on a leadership role to you know, make sure the offensive line w- was in alignment and just you know, the younger guys as a whole, how were you able to help them? You, you do it by earning the trust and, re- and respect of the guys. And, and that was my whole philosophy. I was trying to uh, uh, you know, dedicate myself to a level that was so high with the team um, that I was able to earn the trust and respect of the guys. And once you're able to do that and get aligned with it, with your, you know, standards and, and your culture and your values, it's easy, um, to draw the most out of guys. Guys want to, uh, contribute to something bigger than themselves. And, um, obviously I was the, the lone captain, but we had so many senior and junior leaders who really took ownership of the team and, and demanded the standard from, from the rest of the guys. So it was, uh, it was a team effort for sure. Going from that to then coming to South Carolina, it, it, it could be a lot, but you were able to be one of the winners of the Gamecock toughness award. How did you uh, establish yourself early on this off season uh, at South Carolina? The, the same philosophy, right? I, especially coming in, um, and having a, um, you know, pr- it's sort of like a one-year deal, right? I got to prove myself in a in a short period of time, and uh, you know, I just put my head down and work worked. Um, that was my whole uh, mindset. Just try and give myself an opportunity to show these guys how much I uh, care about the team and how much I want to see this group succeed. And so, um, you know, that started in in winter workouts and, and traveled through spring ball and and fall camp and. Um, it's playing out here now, but uh, the whole philosophy is like, hey, I'm going to work so hard that uh, I'm going to try and earn that trust and respect from you. 
on the field, Nick, we see the success, but what leads up to Saturday in terms of watching film, taking care of your, your body, nutrition, all those things that allow you to have success, how have they improved since you arrived to college? I, I think, uh, I think that was the biggest change from the FCS to, uh, playing in the SEC, like the resources we have down here with the nutritionists and the, uh, uh, massage therapists and the, uh, ice tubs and the, the hot tubs in the facility it's like there's so much available for you to take care of your body and, and take care of uh um you know the physical and mental side of things to be able to be prepared to go out saturday and play and i think each year um you know if you talk to 18 year old me at uh taking care of my body i, I don't think that uh i don't think you'd get a good regimen or plan but as i've learned uh you know, over the course of my college football career, it's it's of the utmost importance that you um, take care of your body and and try and optimize everything you're doing to allow you to go play fast and, and free on Saturdays. In terms of watching film, how have your film study habits progressed uh, over the course of your career? I think it aligns a lot with uh, with the nutrition portion of things. You realize how much value film has and um and and tendency reports and and whatnot to allow you to see the defense in in a way that you might not have been able to uh without that preparation so obviously film is a huge portion of our preparation here um and it'll continue to be over the course of the season at yeah your freshman year we've talked about the, the progress you made studying film, nutrition, all of those. But when you were a uh, you know true freshman, was there a moment early on that made you realize, wow, th- this isn't high school anymore. This, these are legit D one athletes I'm going up against. Of course. And I, I was 200 and I was 270 pounds soaking wet playing tackle. Uh, and we had some really talented defensive linemen. And so there was definitely that moment of like, Oh wait, hold on. Do I, be- like, do I belong here? I don't, I don't know about this. And, uh, and I think that's, that's the special, you know, that's a special moment as a, as a young guy on a team, like it, you see how much you can progress and, and how much better you can get. Um, but it comes at the, at the expense of that humbling moment or two in, in, in fall camp when you're getting your butt kicked. So first year, right. Yeah essentially, you know, redshirt like most everyone does. But then as a redshirt freshman, you were a starter at left tackle. Take me through, you know, you get that start against Holy Cross. What was that feeling like just early on in your career, those first few starts? Were you nervous? Were there jitters? How did you get through all of it, you know, to play left tackle uh, at the Division One level? I was definitely nervous. I had some, uh, I had some really talented players next to me. Uh, the left guard at the time was Dieter Eiselin, uh, who's now going on year five in the NFL. He was, he was with the bears, uh, for the first four and now he's with the Texans. Uh, so anytime that I was, uh, I was nervous about a rush, I just lose inside and allow him to come clean out the pocket. It was like the perfect storm. Um, but I, uh, I enjoyed it. I, I felt like I had a really good off season and prepared myself well to go out there and play. Um, and I'm just really thankful I had the opportunity to go do it. Um, we have, we won a championship that year. 
uh, and went nine and one. So it was uh, it was definitely special to be a, a part of it, and then obviously contribute on the field. Yale Nick academics are such an important part. What makes it one of the best schools, if not the best school in the entire country? Dealing with academics and uh, you know playing football early on in your career, what was that like for you? You learn to uh, you learn to time manage pretty quickly. Uh, you got no choice, but it was uh, it was easy to manage because of the resources we had. We had a lot of um, people dedicated to academics within the athletic department uh, at Yale, and so it was it was tough initially, right when you're uh, 18 years old and you're trying to do the best you can on the football field, and then you know you have all these requirements for for school as well. Um, but I, I did my best to kind of fall back on, on the people looking to help me um, really, and take advantage of that uh, to make the transition easier. Academic-wise, what are you studying and has studied in school? And do you have any career aspirations for life after the NFL? I, uh, I double majored in economics and political science at Yale. And then down here, um, I'm getting a master's in sports management. Uh, which I hopefully should finish up in January. Um, I'm looking to, I, I don't, I can't see myself uh, straying too far from the game and, and whether that's coaching or, or uh, uh, something revolving around the sports world um, I could see myself doing, but I, I, I don't, I don't see myself leaving the game. And this off season being your, your final one at the collegiate well, level, what did you work on? Uh, in, in particular to improve your game? And have you seen any of those improvements you've made translate on the field? I think a big thing for me this offseason, I, I put on some weight, um, about 15 pounds, and I'm playing right around 320 now. Uh, so that was that was big, I think, for me to be able to play in this league and, and stay healthy and, uh, you know, knock on wood, stay healthy. And... Uh, and be able to get movement uh, at the line of scrimmage. And, and so I, I've seen uh, the results of that. Um, and then also the position change, obviously, to guard. Uh, there were a lot of things that went into, um, you know, your set angle, when you throw your hands, when, uh, you know, your footwork on wide zone. There were so many things that were uh, just slightly different than at center. And that's what I focused on and, and what I'm seeing results with. Nick, you mentioned coming in at 270 pounds soaking wet to now being you know, one of the bigger guards in the SDC. How do you think, you know, whether it be discipline or just attention to detail, ha- has allowed you to put on that weight and strength over the course of your career? Well, the first thing is you try and get movement at 270 pounds and you realize you can't move anybody. <laughs> and then it's sort of necessity. You're like, oh my God. But then uh, when... You know, when you're looking at how do I optimize my body and, and, and take care of it in a way um, that I can put on the weight, but also maintain the speed and functionality, if you will, um, that you need on, on the offensive line. Uh, you know, I, I worked a lot with the nutritionist uh, down here and, and tried to create a plan uh, where I could put that weight on and, and it not all just be fat, right? I, I wanted to put on muscle and, and strength. So the, uh, it's what you eat, it's how you eat it, it's when you eat it. There's, there's so many 
uh, like you mentioned, attention to detail, right? There's so much, so much detail that goes into it, uh, you know, to try and get your body in a good spot. And Nick, are there any guys you like to watch their NFL film of, or, or you take pieces of their game and add them to yours? I just watched uh, uh, the the Jets guard Joe Tipman. Um, he just had some some really good tape this past week. Um, and of course, I'm always looking at uh, NFL guys and uh, and trying to replicate some things that they're doing. You got to be careful though. There's a uh, there's some freaks, if you will, in the NFL. And, you know, if you try and replicate what, what Trent Williams is doing out of tackle, I, I got bad news. It's not going to work out well for you. So uh, trying to find guys that, that align with, um, you know, my physical capabilities and physical skills and, and, and working off what they're doing. Nick, hypothetical question. If you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or even someone retired, who would it be and why? Currently in the NFL, I, that's a good one. Trey Smith, the Chiefs right guard. I watched, uh, I watched him this past week and obviously I, I actually met him down in O-line masterminds in uh, Frisco, Texas. He was down there and, and there were a bunch of NFL legends talking and, and whatnot. And he's obviously a young guy, but if you see the way he plays, just like physical and nasty and, and how he sets the tone early in games. Uh, I would definitely want to, you know, uh, pick his brain and see what he, uh, what he does. I'd ask him what, you know, what, what's your thought process on this kind of physical, you know, old school style of football. So. That's a good answer. And then for my last question, Nick, for any rising high school football player looking to play at the collegiate level, what's the best piece of advice you could give to one of them? Got to believe in yourself and, and you got to match your expectations and goals with work. Uh, I think everyone obviously has uh, lofty goals and, and hopes for themselves. Uh, And the disconnect comes when your work doesn't pair up with, with those goals. And so if, if you want to play college football, there's opportunity for you without a doubt. Um, you just got to pair that with, you know, a, a lot of intention and, and a lot of work. That was Nick Gargiulo starting offensive guard for the South Carolina Gamecocks. I really appreciate all your time and insight and wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you. I appreciate it.